Welcome to the Friends I View podcast, where Sean and Jose talk about everything under the sun. Visit friendsayview.com for more, unlock exclusive content on Patreon, and catch our videos on YouTube at the Friends I View. Subscribe for weekly episodes and let's explore the world together. Thank you for joining the Friends I View. This is Sean again with my buddy Jose. Um, and obviously, a couple of days ago was St. Valentine's Day or <laughs> Valentine's Day. Yep. Um, so so we have to discuss this topic just because I get bombarded with these with these videos. And I think there's a lot of things going on that caused this. And nobody's really talking about everything. So I figured we would share our thoughts on things. But there's a current trend of people checking out of relationships. Because uh, I mean, I've watched countless movies or little TikTok videos where some female is complaining that men are not wanting to be in relationships anymore, um, not wanting to get married. And you have some of the more hardcore ones, podcasts, where they're just like, where they're just like, it's just not worth it. You know, there's no benefit. And, you know, there's a lot of things that are causing this. And I think we should really kind of address these things, you know, okay. our, our thoughts of it. Got it. I, I don't think there's like one specific reason. I yeah, think I there is plenty of, there's, there's multiple reasons which we're going to discuss as to why men are checking out of relationships. Um, so, but I think we need to start in the past, okay? Okay. And what I mean by that is... We're relatively around the same age. Um, our parents and grandparents, um, relationships were viewed more traditional. Yes. Um, meaning you had a masculine role. Yes. A feminine role. Okay. Um, they, they played an important role. So as we change because everything needs to change change is inevitable on uh, like any system if you do change you know over time any system will work but they get better when you change things of course okay so people evolved around the early 1900s women were like look we don't want the typical feminine role anymore we want to be able to work. We want to be able to have careers. We yep. want to be able to be NWA. We want to be able to, and that's fine. And that's great. And I'm definitely not one to be like, there's anything wrong with that at all. Matter of fact, how you live your life is how you live your life. Exactly. But you can't carry the same requirements of a traditional man in the masculine role in today's modern society without reciprocating a traditional feminine role. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So like I, we did a podcast where I said there's like three groups. There's 
Yeah. The traditional, semi-traditional and modern. What you have is you're having you're having women do what they do with the WNBA. And I know this is gonna be very controversial, <laughs> but it's not meant to be. Okay. What women like to do is ask for everything on the smorgasbord. Okay. Okay, like like with the WNBA. Okay. I'm happy that they have the WNBA. I want them to be wildly successful with the WNBA. Okay. The WNBA brings in $60 million a year. Okay. The NBA brings in like $6 billion a year. Okay. Matter of fact, it subsidizes the WNBA because okay. the WNBA doesn't bring in enough money to really run itself. Okay. And any and any other organization, that business would be out of business. Mm. Its overhead is more than what it really brings in. And so, but the thing is, women do not actually watch the WNBA. Okay. Um, so I, I understand like the women are who play it are like, look, we want to get paid as much as LeBron or Jordan or Stephen Curry, or any of the other people that are in there that are playing, but it's like you bring in $60 million. You okay. can't. That wouldn't even pay you LeBron's salary. <laughs> okay. One person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have to increase the revenue that you're bringing in. That means all the feminists, all the women out there, <laughs> They're gonna have to go in there, and and support them. You know, they're gonna have to buy tickets, buy merchandise. You're gonna have to attend the games. You're gonna have to watch them on TV. This is what's gonna increase the amount of revenue that's coming in, so that you can bring in six billion dollars a year, or however much, so that they can afford to pay you, like they would pay. LeBron James or Michael Jordan or someone else. Okay. So I think a lot of times what women do is they look at things and they go, I'm not all of this. I don't want none of that. Okay. And then if, if it doesn't work out in their favor, then they come to us and go, you guys are the fault. No, you guys made the Kardashians billionaires by watching their shit. Yeah. If you if you really wanted to, you could you could make you could make every one of these sports players in the WNBA very well off. But the problem is you don't even support women. That's <laughs> really what it boils down to. And and I think that 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 translates that that mentality translates into relationships. Yeah, look, I want a traditional man who who and the traditional man back in the day. Remember, like I'm sure you you've heard about it, you've seen it, yeah. movies and different things, where like every family was like, look, because back then financially things were different. You know, like yeah. here people can get jobs anywhere. It may not be yeah. what you want, may not be as much as you want. Yep. But if you need a little extra money, you can hop in a car right now, 
You can go drive Uber, you can DoorDash, you can start your own business. There's a lot of things you can do in today's world you couldn't do in my grandparents' world. Of course, yeah. But back then, they were always like trying to put you in good families, and that was based on financial. That had nothing to do with whether that dude was a good person. Had yeah. Nothing to do with whether they would love you. But it was all about financial. And it's because they wanted the dude to be the provider, the protector. They wanted all these very traditional values. Okay. But while the man was doing the providing and stuff like this, the woman was at home handling business. She was She was cleaning the floors, cleaning the house. She was cooking, doing laundry. She's doing all these different things. Well, I just watched the TikTok the other day where like the girl was complaining like, feminist, why did you, why did you fight for us to work? We had it so good at home. And I'm like, because in her head, she thinks that the traditional woman was just get her nails done, get her hair done and tanning. Okay. And that was not what, that is an insult to my grandmother, my mother, my yeah. great grandmother and anybody else. Because back then, they were taking care of kids, taking care of other family members, taking care of the house. Yeah, and everything. My husband was coming home from work and not having a whole list of shit for him to have to do when he got off from work. Okay. So it was already done, you know? And it was a support role is what it was. Yeah. So you have like a modern woman out here wanting a traditional man and not giving his ass a traditional woman. And it's like, you know, you need to leave that traditional man the fuck alone. Leave him alone. Go on with your modern ass and go get you a modern man. Because that's what you need. Everybody else, you're just going to fuck over. You need a modern man to deal with your modern ass. <laughs> Okay. So I so think it's, I think it starts off there. You know, if if you want to interject before we move on to points two and three. <laughs> well, I'm just, you know, the thing is, why can't you have it both ways, in my opinion? You know, you can take some of the values of traditionalism. You can take some of the values of modern people and blend them together. But it, you, you know, I, I that's my point of view. And I said that there's three groups. There is yeah. traditional, semi-modern, of course, modern. Okay, but semi-modern would be like you and Fulia, where you both kind of have jobs. You, Fulia may do dinner, but you might cut the grass, or you might gotcha, yeah. You know, you might do this, and then Fulia might do laundry, but then you, you might. Clean the bathrooms. Clean the bathrooms. You know, where yeah. where you, you both have careers, you both have things that you do, yeah. but you still have the rest of your life together that you deviate between each other, and of it's course. called cooperation. It's called a team. There you go. That's not what these bitches want. What <laughs> these bitches want is they want their cake and eat it too. But uh, look, yeah. I want a traditional man goes to work, provide for me all day. 
But I ain't cooking his ass because they don't know how to fucking cook. <laughs> they, and then I'm not going to clean the house. I'm not going to take care of the kids. Why don't we get a maid? Why don't we get a nanny? Why don't we get all this shit? Well, that costs money. Well, that's why I want to do to make a million dollars a year. So we can afford a na nanny and a maid. You know what wow. I'm saying? Guess what they want to do is they want to be like the Kardashian bitches where they're just going around doing their hair, tanning, you know, drinking their fruity shit from Starbucks or wherever <laughs> while still benefiting yeah. from the luxury of a man handling what he's got to handle on a traditional level. Gotcha. Yeah. That's why I'm saying you, they need to leave that motherfucker alone. Leave these traditional men alone because you're not getting in these relationships for love. You're getting into them as contracts. Yes, it is a contract. We talked about this in the last podcast. Yeah. I'm a firm believer that you do, you do an actual contract. Like between you and whoever you're with, not even just, not even just the marriage contract, whether you are living with a woman for the, or a man or whoever for the rest of your life. Yeah. Or if you're married, there's gotta be an agreement between you two of how your life is going to be so that the other person understands what each party is going to be responsible for or what is important in that relationship. Okay. What they're doing is they're going into these relationships and they're going in these relationships on a strictly contractual basis, but the partner doesn't know what the fucking terms are. Yeah, I mean, I can see your point where you can say, hey, let's come up with a contract to, with what you are expecting out of this relationship and what I'm expecting out of this relationship and we'll go from there. Um, but does the contract actually have to be written down, do you think? Do you think so, it should be verbal? Is it just so, I'm bringing these beliefs into this relationship, you're bringing these beliefs into this relationship, and we'll go from there? So, so you... Honestly, this is this this is part of preferential thing, right? So what I'm saying like this, okay, love is one thing. And true love is unconditional, which is what this whole thing is supposed to be about in the first place, right? Mm -hmm. No matter what, you and me, we're gonna we're gonna love each other unconditionally, right? Yeah. Now Things change, people change, goals change. And if somebody's truly miserable in their marriage and there's nothing that they can do to make it better, then I'm all about you getting out of that marriage or that relationship, you know? Yeah. Whatever it may be. So, so I think there are some limitations to the expectations of the unconditional thing, you know? Because it's very hard to be like, love unconditionally. I know parents who don't love their kids unconditionally. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. So you can only imagine what it's like. You know what I'm saying? Like, how how much more challenging is it to love un truly unconditionally 
with somebody you didn't even give life to. You know, <laughs> like yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so I think this agreement should be done based on what you feel, based on your relationship. Now, if you get married, I think you absolutely need to do a prenup. Absolutely. Okay. Because, because a marriage contract is very open, and the problem is, is that system of how the government treats marriage yeah. is very outdated. Okay. And it's a system like all systems. It works. There's obviously massive amounts of problems. Everybody knows what the problems are, but nobody's actually going to fix the problem. Mm -hmm. So this allows you to be rational and be like, look, um, this is... This is what I expect in the relationship. This is what each person gets to say what they expect, what they want, and different things. And then you kind of have an outline of what's most important. Okay. You guys can strive through. And then if something happens to where you guys decide to, that it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Which, statistically speaking, considering that marriage is 50% and in divorce, 80% are done by women. In the okay. United. Your odds are there's a chance, at least a 50% chance. Okay. That this might not work out. Okay. Okay. And which you, you discuss how it's going to happen, what's going to happen to everything, so that you keep Uncle Sam out of it because you're as rational as can be because you've already signed and agreed this is how this is going to be. Mm -hmm. But as far as any relationship, I think at least sitting down and writing it out, if it does, if it's not written out, it didn't count. No, okay. remember that phrase? If it wasn't written out, it was, it was <laughs> never suggested. It was never, you know what I'm saying? Your only proof is that it is written out. Gotcha. So, yes. Sit down. Why did you? I mean, you don't have to do it with the lawyer. You don't have to do it professionally. But just sit it out and be like, look, you and I, we're going to be a team. We love each other. We care about each other. Uh, if we're going to do this, there's some questions that there's some things that are important to me. Yeah. There, there's some things that are important to us as a team. Uh, how are we going to handle certain things? How are we going to handle finances? How are we going to handle savings? How are we going to handle children? Um, how are we going to handle these different things? These are conversations you should be fucking having anyway before you ever even move in with anybody or ever get married. Now you're just putting it out so that they know and you know and you can hold each other accountable to what you guys agreed upon. What? Okay. But you also know that people do change, right? And through, the, through the years, people are going to change based on technology, based on new things that are happening in the world. It's going to ultimately affect how a person thinks and views things as well. So why couldn't a relationship evolve 
just like technology evolves, just like jobs evolve, and so on and so forth. I mean, relationships are evolving. People are evolving into something else. It's just the expectations aren't evolving. Gotcha. Okay. For instance, there's there's a there are a lot of people out there that that use like even marriage as a financial tool. Like there was this a little video I was watching. Like the woman, um, it was. I forget who it was, but the woman was talking to the dude and she was like, um, she's talking about her expectations and a mate. Yeah, okay. She's like, I'm a hundred thousand to three hundred thousand dollars. That's just I mean, that's good money, but that's just not money for my goals. I need <laughs> my my goals, I need somebody to make five hundred thousand to a million dollars a year for my goals. But it's like you work a $30,000 a year job. Whatever goals that you have require $500,000 or more to obtain. So I'm assuming like a million dollar house, vacations every day or year, multiple vacations, maybe a yacht. Okay. So these are the goals, but you yourself are not doing anything to progress toward those goals. The to, goals which, which are your own personal goals. I got you. Yes. Okay. The dude's goals were those most likely. And he has done what he had to do. Because most millionaires, most billionaires were not born multimillionaires or billionaires. You know? Most yeah. of them did some level of major work to get there. Okay. And they, those, and they may have the Ferrari goals or the Lambo goals or the million dollar home goals, but they did something to get there. Like money, us men don't just shit money. I know there's women out there think that just because we're men, we're sitting there peeing out hundred dollar bills and shitting out millions of dollars every time we go to the bathroom. The truth of the matter is, on a $100,000 a year salary, that's the top 20% of men in the United States. 300000 or above is the top 1%. Okay? 80% are not making a hundred grand a year. Wow. Doesn't mean that they're not, doesn't mean they're lazy. It's just, there's a hustle that has to be done to make that kind of money. Gotcha. Like, like, let's just say you want to, like doctors. Doctors make that kind of money. They make about 500 grand a year. Most of them, a lot of them. Yeah, okay. But they did 10 years of freaking college just, just to be a doctor. Yeah. And then they have to do that internship. Residency, with, yeah, residency. Yeah. That's what, another two to four years? Yeah. So now you're talking like 12 years, and they're finally making that kind of money. But look at look at how much time it took them. Lawyers, lawyers make really good money, three hundred, four hundred grand. A lot of them, yeah. But they did six years of college, then had to go take an extremely difficult test called the bar. Yeah. So I mean, so I think 
these expectations are what, especially the monetary expectations, because women will literally leave a dude because he doesn't have money. Yeah. Or because he lost his job. I don't know how many, like, those videos I've watched where women have literally said it. Like, there's this, there's this girl. She was married to a doctor. He did very well. He got cancer. Okay. Okay. Got cancer. Couldn't work. Um, money isn't coming in the same level. Yes. Because, well, you know, you can't really work. She just leaves him. Just straight up leaves him. Like he was there. <laughs> put her through college. Wow. You know, took care of the kids. According to what she said, like I said, I don't know the guy, but according to what she said, he was a good man. Okay. He did, he did his part. The moment he couldn't provide her at the same level of financial. Yeah. And not because he didn't want to, not because he wasn't, not because he was lazy. He freaking got cancer, you know? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. She straight up gave him divorce papers <laughs> and left his ass. Wow. So for me, what I'm thinking is a, a conversation should be had when a person, when a female and a male start to date, like you were saying, um, because then you'll get the intentions of where she wants to be. She'll have the intentions of where he wants to be. And if they want that same goal or if they want, or if they have that same ideology, then they'll go for it. If they don't, then stop wasting each other's time. Exactly. I mean, and that's, that's, I, that's another problem too, because now, a lot of my viewpoints are going to seem kind of biased because I've <laughs> only because I've only had experience living as a man. Mm -hmm. So I have 42 years of experience on the tough life of living as a man because living as a man ain't as easy as as the women in the view try to make it sound like. <laughs> okay. A man's life is a pretty, pretty rough, rough fucking life. Okay. Um, and so I've experienced it and, I, and I've only dated women. So I can only go off my experiences with dating women. Gotcha. Okay. And so, but I've dated enough in my lifetime to have a pretty good consensus as to as to how they view things and how they respond. And the problem is, is you have, like I said, these ideologies from the old time, being yep. the new time that did not offset, you know, like we don't, we don't live in, in a country very easy to do the traditional man kind of concept, you know? Okay. Mm -hmm. Because we live in a country, or at least you do now. I don't anymore, but you do. <laughs> okay. Where you live in, a, you know, in the United States, most people need a two-household income just to survive. Okay. So you have to go into it 
understanding that you're going to have to take a modern, traditional approach, at least, mm-hmm. for this shit to even work. Or else you're just a, you're just a bleeding asset for this man, you know? Okay. Now, for me, for example, okay, I put, I'm like you, yes, I'm a man, I've only dated women. Um, but at the same time, you and I had the luxury of being in the military. So you and I also had the luxury of seeing how other women from other countries behave. And some of those women from other countries, and I happen to have gone to Colombia, uh, TDY, you know, once at least, Venezuela twice, Panama once, and as of American down as deployment. Well, but I know I understand, but as, I mean, a, as long as as long as we understand, the title <laughs> will never recognize places that people visit as deployments. And that's fine. But those were my TDYs where they took me. And being an American, I mean, and they actually know, although I speak Spanish, they do know that I am not from there because my accent is totally different, you know. So, but they, some of those women I met at clubs, some of those women I met at supermarkets and so on and so forth, um, but they seem to gravitate toward Americans because the assumption is that Americans do make more money. Now, it's not just the Spanish-speaking countries. I've been to Turkey. I've been to Japan. You know, I've been to Korea. Of course, and it's worldwide. But that—that's why you gotta weed people out. You know exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. So you, as a person who's dating a woman whether she's from America or whether she's from any other country that you happen to be dating her from, you have to make that assumption. You have to make that determination as the man. Is this something that um, that I want to invest my time in? Now, for example, when I was in Turkey, uh, because my wife is Turkey, I was dated another Turkish girl. I won't say the name, but... When I first started dating that girl, I bought her, let's say, a pair of socks. And the look on that girl's face was like I had just bought her a slice of heaven. You know what I mean? And then as I continued dating that girl, that woman, um, it started getting more and more. She started getting more comfortable and started to ask me for this and started asking me more. And it gradually started increasing in the prices of the things that she wanted. So in the beginning, we were great. I would give her whatever she wanted. As far as we would go out to dinner, we would go this and that. But then I noticed a change. So did she want me more for my status as an American and the money that I made? Or did she actually take an interest in me as the person who I am? And I just like you said, I made the determination. I read through the bullshit, and I got out of that relationship. So yeah, so I mean, yeah, you're gonna run into that. Like I said, yeah, there's always. It doesn't matter where you go, and because of who, because of how society has been, it is very comfortable for a woman to ask for money. Mm-hmm. Very comfortable. Matter of fact, it's so comfortable for women to ask for money 
that I have a person who's not a friend, but an acquaintance. Okay. On Facebook, who almost, for every fucking reason out there, <laughs> holidays, birthdays, will just ca- put their cash app shit up and be like, hey, it's my birthday. Cash at me. Hey, I need my haircut. Cash at me. Like, <laughs> they're so comfortable with this shit. Okay. Like, even with Hennessy's, like I said, like me and Hennessy's have been together for about eight months now. Okay. Um, clearly different than most women I've been with. And like, you know, just like, just like, just like women. Yeah. That is, you know, when you date a woman, at some point, they're going to ask you for some money for something like haircut, you know, ice cream, you know, whatever. Right. Yep. I mean, she, she would do that too. And she does do that too. But the key for her and the thing, because like me, I'm not the type of person to let anybody take advantage of me. If I think that your intention is counterproductive to my intention, yeah, my life, yeah. I'll just drop you like a bad habit, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. And so... And rightfully so. Huh? And rightfully so. So, like, every now and then, you know, I would, you know, give her a little something, you know, for, you know, to get Nina some ice cream or go get her nails done or whatever. But she understands there are times and most times which I'm going to tell her no. Yeah. So what you do, at least for me, the way I could tell how serious our relationship was, was to start off from the bat, be like, no. Because if I tell you no, and how you respond to me telling you no, is going to let me know what your intentions are. Yeah. So when I told her no, even the first time, like I've told her no many times. Okay. I've told her yes many times, you know? Yeah. It balances out. Yeah. But like the first time I told her no, she goes, no, baby, no problem. I understand. You know, there was no, what the fuck you mean no? <laughs> <laughs> I only asked you for $300. Yeah. You know, it was, or whatever it was, you know, a hundred bucks or whatever it was. You know? Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, I told her no, and there was no fight that came. There was no trying to make me feel bad. There was no, it was like, baby, I understand. No. Okay. You know? And that's how I knew she was different. Because I'm like, I told her no, because most women cannot be told no. As soon as you tell them no. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, that's the that's sometimes the truth, yeah. So it's like, I don't want to be with somebody I can't tell no to. I don't owe you anything. I don't. Anything that I do for you is because I chose to. Exactly. There's no obligations. I do not owe you anything. You know, 
You're not some special gift or prize or somebody to be worshipped, to put onto a pedestal. You're not. You have to work up to queen. Yeah. And the only way, and that's the thing too, is I notice that, especially because we're big on American women, just because that's that's where a lot of our people are going to be from. Okay. But I've realized something that uh, one of our problems that's happening is that women are taught by their father and mother how to tr be treated, mm -hmm. what to look for. But they're not actually taught how to treat their spouse. Uh -huh. As you have a lot of women out here, like, like Hennessy calls me her king, but she treats me like a king. Okay. You have a lot of women, even ones I've dated, et cetera, where they want to be treated like queens, which is fine. But you can't be treating your man like a peasant. <laughs> okay. Right? You should be treated like what you're treating your man as. So yeah. if you're treating your man as a peasant, he should treat your ass like a peasant. Mm -hmm. I wonder I wonder who in one of our podcasts said, you know, we should treat others as we would like ourselves to be treated. You remember who it was that said that? Absolutely nobody. I've never, <laughs> never heard that at all. This is the first time, <laughs> first time any of those words have been mentioned. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, like, and, and I and I I said that in one of our podcasts, if I do remember correctly, that most of our problems, whether it's male, female, female, male, what's going on in the world, would be solved if we all treated each other the way we ourselves would like to be treated. No, absolutely. But this is why dudes are checking out of relationships. Because yeah. of all of these all of these things. It's true. You gotta watch who it is you come in contact with. Same for women, same for dudes. Same thing. Exactly. But these are uh, the reasons that yeah. most people don't really talk about that I think that we need to talk about as the reasons. Like Yes sir. There's all these changes and nobody, because I don't know, how many times have you heard happy wife, happy life? Or you've heard, um, what's yours is mine, mine is mine? Yeah. Well, there is an, a, an, an adaptation to that one that now they say happy house, happy spouse. So it does. No, that's the way it should be. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, people are going into these relationships. Yeah. With that other mindset. Because, <laughs> like, my ex-wife was like that. She would say that shit all the time. Happy wife, happy life. And it would make me batshit angry. Or she'd be like, what is mine is mine is yours. I'm like, is mine. <laughs> you pay the fucking bills, okay? You pay the bills. These are your bills. <laughs> you know? Uh, we have to say it so late, of course. And it would drive me batshit crazy because in my head, it's like, you know how conceited you have to be to even think that you are always right all the time? Like, you can never be wrong. Yeah, unfortunately. How can you make a relationship work if these are your mindsets? Yeah. It's never going to work. Because <laughs> you're... Yeah. 
You have to you have to be flexible. You have to be in tune to the needs of the person, but that person also has to be in tune with your needs as well. Of course. Like you can't be so. Jada Smith and Will Smith's relationship and expect it to work. You just can't. Mm. Unless you're dating an AI boyfriend or girlfriend. Because they don't give a shit how you treat them. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's crazy. I I do hope, you know, I'm 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 a romantic, you know. I I mean my wife and I, we've been together for years. You you are you are a regular Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, I'll try. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, and I've been out of the dating game for you quite a long time. You huh? Sonnets. Um, I used to get back in. Start throwing little pebbles at your fucking <laughs> window, and then when she looks at it, just read out like this sonnet. <laughs> no, I. You know, I. I do want. I. I do Don't want do things it. to change between men and women. I really do. I. I wish it can go back to the way. You know. Um when you're into someone so much that you do anything for them and, you know, and vice versa, but you have to get that equal footing. I believe, you know, every relationship takes a lot of work. You know, if you're not doing your fair share, then it's definitely not going to work. So everyone or both, both people in a relationship need to work equally as hard. Relationships take work. It should never feel like work. That's true. Of course. If it feels like work, then you're going to have to quit your job. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if it feels like work, then one person is doing a lot more for that relationship than the other. And it shouldn't be that way. That's my honest and humble opinion. No, no, I understand. That's why you leave the fucking relationship. <laughs> because despite the older generations, I know they always go crazy about the divorce thing. And I'm like, I... I will never make, you know, I, I did the divorce thing. And I'm happily, 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 happily divorced. <laughs> okay, like, I don't know how many happilies I could put to this. Shit. I think I could probably, <laughs> I could probably give like a hundred happily divorces to that. You know, like, no. like, 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 I think that was probably the happiest day of my life was when I got the paperwork back. But like, and there's nothing wrong with my ex-wife. No, of course. Our relationship was that catastrophically bad that I'm like, as soon as, as soon as the divorce papers came through, I was dancing, <laughs> I was dancing, I was dancing. I, I mean, I was like break dancing in my room, okay? I went, I got me an expensive drink. I was... I had a little, a little, you know, those little birthday things where you blow it and it goes, Yoo! I had that. I mean, I was throwing poppers. I mean, it was, it was, wow. it, was it was, no, like, it was like, I rivaled Walt Disney. Wow. Happiest place on earth that day. Okay. <laughs> so like, I would never make people feel bad about because if a relationship is miserable, because there are relationships that just aren't going to work, you just yeah. don't have all the information. People change, goals change. Yeah. You find out a lot more about somebody over time. 
You know what I'm saying? There, there, there are a plethora of reasons yeah. why somebody does get divorced. And if you're truly miserable, I would never want anybody to feel bad that they chose their own happiness over it. Yeah. The problem is you have you have people out here divorcing. Like I said, dude got cancer, just to work. Not that he's a bad dude. Not that it was just kind of like he he didn't provide for you the way that yeah. you I think you should give it more thought. Is if it's if it's something minute about like a small patch, try to work it out. You know, different things. Fine, but if there's no hope that you know, fine, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. It's just I, I, you know what I really think it is. I think a truly detrimental thing to love is marriage. Hmm. You think so? I, I think marriage is is really killing love. I think it is. But it's supposed to be a, the next no, no, step I, in a relationship that has evolved. I figured it out. I figured it out. I figured it out. And I'm not saying that marriage don't work, okay? Because marriages do work, okay? Statistically speaking, yeah. they don't work. But they, you know, they, you have a 50-50 chance of it working, you know? Yeah. Like, and that that's the current statistics. That means you have the same odds of calling heads or tails on flipping a quarter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, yeah. now, you can make it work. It takes a lot more work, et cetera. You know? So you can make it. What I think it is, and I think I figured it out. I cracked the code. Okay. Okay. I call it the cancer theory. Okay. Okay? So, I'm sure you've heard of those stories, right? Sure. To where a dude or a woman, doesn't matter because it comes in both spectrums, to where they're just complete and total douchebags. Like okay. total assholes. Once they get diagnosed with that they're going to die, they get cancer, they go, hey, look, you've got six months to live. Okay. Now they want to go ahead and be the father that they wanted to be and mother that they wanted to be. They want to just, you know, be the good person that they should have been all along. Of course. Okay. Why? Why? What changed? The only thing changed was they now realize that they know when they're going to die. And because they know when they want to die, they're going to try to change how they're going to be remembered. Sure. But had, no, had, had they not been diagnosed with cancer. Sure. They would still been assholes. Okay. Yeah. Well, they still don't know when they're going to die. They have an estimation of the time that they have. No, but, but this. The, but I know, I know what you're saying. It's the, more. The reason. It's more definitive. Okay. But this is the reason. This is the I, reason. I got you. Because. Because all along, they could have died. Of course. Like, all of us could literally die every day at any point. Exactly, yeah. 
We are living in omnipresent. <laughs> We're always in the present. Yes. And, and every day could be our last day. Sure. But we, but we have, we have in the back of our mind the truth. And the yeah. truth is that the life expectancy of men and women is about 80 to 90 years. <laughs> so in our heads, we we see 80 to 90 years. Exactly. Now, so when they get, go, oh, hey, you have six months. Now that overrides 80, 90 years to I've got six months. So now I can't be an asshole and I got to be a good person and be the way I should have been this whole freaking time. So that's the cancer theory part one. So what happens when you get married, right? Like when you're dating. Okay. When you're dating, you know that your relationship could end at any point. Okay. So you strive to be the best boyfriend, the best girlfriend that you can be. Okay. So he wants to do you in the butt. You you bend over and let him do you in the butt. Okay. You know, you try different things in bed. Okay. You know, we different, you know Never, I oh, I have I I understand. I was talking Okay, and then once you get married, that gives you that false sense of security, like the eighty to ninety years. Okay, where you're like, look, we're we'll be together forever. I got this contract. We're locked in. It's not easy to really get out because it's not easy to get out. You got to pay money. It takes time. You got to ask the judge if you can even do it. Gotcha. And you know what's even crazier? They can actually deny you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, is it our mistakes or is it the government's mistake? Who are we to possibly think that a marriage license is going to change a person? No, I I'm just telling you the cancer theory. The yeah, no, no, and I understand it. The, the but very loud false sense of sense of security. So then people lighten it up. They stop doing what they things you want them to do. They start getting more content, you know, more. And then maybe even they become assholes, you know, like true. You but know? a marriage, a marriage license is not going to stop a person from doing what they want to do. If a person is married and they want to cheat, they're going to cheat. No, yo, you're if just a, seeing the point. I'm, no, 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 no. I, 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 no, no. I understand wholeheartedly what you just said. Okay. The, I understand the answer theory. That is the, that is the official reasoning why people change when they get married. It's because of the cancer theory. I understand what, what your cancer theory is, and I understand how you presented it. Now, but how people respond to you getting the asshole in the relationship after the fact, that is different. Because if you, stop den if you start denying your spouse sex, at some point, they're going to find sex. Sure, of course. If you stop giving a shit about their feelings, they're going to find somebody to give a shit about their feelings. Of course. Of course. If yeah. you, if you, 
if you run them in the ground financially, they're going to leave you for somebody who's going to be more financially sound. Yeah. Whether it be by themselves <laughs> or with someone else. I got you. I got what you. I'm just saying is that's what I think clicks in the brain is I think the same thing that clicks in the brain is the same thing that happens when people get married. Gotcha. Is that what is that I get content and secure. And I and I think in a relationship you should really you should really try to earn that shit like you did when you were dating, you know? Yeah. Now now talking about dating, people nowadays dating, they're really not honest with the person when they first meet that person. So that right there starts off the relationship wrong in my eyes. Like my opinion, they, they families start you can't spell families without lies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. But <laughs> it's right in there. You know how to spell it. F A M I L I. But I think a person, <laughs> you know, I can't look, look, there, there was on always. And I'm going to tell, you know, the viewers and, my, and you a little bit about myself. And and they can say, oh, Jose's messed up or Jose's bad. But when I was younger, you know, we do dumb stuff and we do dumb things when we are younger that I used to lie to women in a relationship because I was seeing other people. I never told them that we were going to be you know, mutually exclusive. I just started to have you, are you seeing someone else? I would lie, I say no, or this and that. You know, it wasn't until I started telling women that I was dating the truth that my relationships became longer and a lot more, um, I want to say, uh, a lot more geared to being with that person for the rest of my life. You know, so I personally, from experience, if you be, if you start a relationship with honesty, it can only get better from there. I mean, I understand. I did my fair share of shit. I mean, I remember one time I actually convinced a chick I was from England just to take her home. Okay. I was successful. Because I put on a British accent and oh, wow. pretended I didn't even know what pool was. <laughs> wow. Six months later, I ran into her in a bar again. Oh, wow. I wish she replied to me, you're obviously not British. Because I forgot it was her. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, so, I mean, I did my fair share straight up lying all the way to my 20s into my 30s, you know, with, like, when it came to saying, you know, saying what you had to say, you know? Yeah. But so obviously, obviously, as I'm older, yeah, what I found to work for me, now, it depends on what your purpose is. My purpose is not to waste my time with anybody. Yeah. Okay. Is I just kind of come out out of the gate how things are going to be in order to be with me. Gotcha. Like, like Hennessy, we've been together for eight months. 
she already knows what my expectation. Like we already did a prenup. Gotcha. Like we already did it. Um, before her, I dated Nikki, like, and Orlando for a little bit, for about five to six months. I straight up told her from day one, like, I think I talked about it in the last one of the other podcasts where, like, she was used to spending like three or four, five hundred dollars every day. Yeah, yeah. She went out, and I told her, I'm willing to pay a hundred between both of us. Yeah. You know, um, more in certain circumstances. Yeah. But, like, if we are, you know, it's just dinner and a couple of drinks. I don't feel I should have to go over a hundred dollars. Yeah, I remember that. So if you want to do three, four hundred, five hundred, six hundred thousand, fine. I will pay the hundred. You're gonna pay the remainder of what's yours. Because I know I'm not gonna run you know, like me going out even in Orlando, yeah. I max tab I ever had was like fifty bucks. Gotcha. That was my max, you know, like I'm not, no. you know, I'm not going in there going, hey, give me the Wagyu state, you know, like <laughs> I'm financially aware. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not cheap, but I'm aware of money that goes in, I'm yeah. aware of the money that goes out, and I'm aware that I must pay myself first. Gotcha. So that means... Like even now, when money comes in, a yep. portion of it goes right into investments. Yeah. Don't even touch it. Goes right into investments. Not it. I can only operate anything else, whether it be businesses, advertising, rent, dates, everything else is going to go off of whatever is remainder. Of course. Yeah. And I'm not fucking with that other shit. I'm just, yeah. And so I'm I'm aware. So I came out from the gate. Um, and she didn't like it originally. <laughs> she didn't like it. She wasn't what she wanted to hear. She obviously worked with it at least for six months. Yeah, which is good. I mean, that's good. At least she tried. And that's all you can do. You because, because there are some people that do have unrealistic expectations like that. Like, why would I spend five hundred thousand dollars? You know, I'm all. Yeah. She lived in our. She lived in Vero Beach. Wow. She didn't have a car, so I drove an hour and a half there, hour and a half back. So that's. So I'm like, not only am I spending money to get to you, yeah. I'm spending money to get back and spending money while I'm there. So. In reality, I'm spending more than a hundred bucks because I told you my max is a hundred. Yeah. I'm also spending because I have an SUV that is literally a tank of gas each way. <laughs> okay. So we're now really looking at that time it was like 40, 50 bucks a tank. Yeah. So I'm like, you're really looking at 200 bucks. You know, because I'm driving that driving back, you know? You, you know, the, and I understand wholeheartedly what you're saying. Yep. You, you, you put it up front and you told her about it up front. And if she had reservations, she would have told you. But at least she tried. My thing is with relationships, I 
I'm old school. I still remember exactly what Eddie Murphy said in one of his stand-ups. We're not perfect people. Find someone just as fucked up as you are and make it work. <laughs> what do you mean? I have definitely perfect. <laughs> no, no. I'm saying that's what that's I, I when he said that I'll speak 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 about yourself about no no perfection, Jose. Okay, because because I for one am going to believe as delusionally as I can that I am borderline perfect. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Well, find someone borderline as perfect as you are and make it work, which it seems like you've already done. So we're that, to go. It's funny. I personally hope everyone in the world finds someone that's equal to them and make it work and do everything in their power to stay with that person. That's nah, it. It's funny because uh, we're going to do a podcast about how I, about craziness. Okay. Um, but like, Hennessy's, you know, I, I tell her she's crazy all the time. <laughs> okay. And likewise, she does too. That too. And she goes, uh, you know, I've only got three screws loose. <laughs> then I said, as a, as a well-documented crazy person, um, you are missing a hell of a lot more than three screws. I'm talking, that shit is just rattling in there. <laughs> it's got to be at least 50, 60 screws loose. <laughs> wow. But you're making it work. That's all that matters. And I'm hoping the same for hey, as long as, she, as long as she appreciates romantics. Because that's, that's very romantic to say to someone, you know? Right. It exactly. brings out... The lovey-dovey feelings, yes. Yeah, sure. you know, like, like, <laughs> like, like I should almost write poetry. Yeah. With, with crazy. I'll with crazy. Let's amount, be crazy together. With this amount of romance, you know, just like, just. <laughs> well, hopefully we've shed light on this time. Why we think people are checking out relationships and how they can, number one, fix the problems that they are going to run into and trying to find somebody. Because if you just do some of that, which we talked about, yeah. I think you'll have a much more successful, especially picking which group you're going to be in. Yeah. Traditional, modern, or semi-traditional. And being honest about which group you're in and what you're looking for, I think that'll take away like half the fucking problems that you're going to have in finding somebody. And then- what? Being upfront about everything that you're wanting and needs and desires and that relationship, I think will. I think and we can we can revisit this topic. Let's say we revisit it in six months to see how it's going. I think we should. All right. All right. So that's our time for today. Um, it's it's been always a pleasure. Always. Until next week, we're going to be doing, we're going to be talking about van life. Van life. People exactly. who vans. All right. Down by the river. There you go. <laughs> All right. We'll talk soon. Thank you for joining the friends I view today. If you loved our conversation, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, share with friends, and stay tuned for our next episode. Until then. Keep the conversation going.